Hello and welcome to the Get Transformed podcast of Transformation Christian Fellowship. We are so excited that you are tuning in, and hope that you would be empowered and transformed by the Word of God. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, verse 22 says, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Verse 23, instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Verse 24, let everybody, let's read it all together. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Let's read it one more time as a people put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. I want to talk to us as we close out this message series in this in this vision time for this year. And as I told you that the word of the Lord is distinction, how he's separating us, how he's separating us this year, distinguishing and marking us out as his remnant so that his glory would be evident. And I've been telling you this every week, say, I don't have to try. I just have to be. And the Lord told me, you're going to close it out on that. Just be. My word to you as you go through this year, and not only this year alone, but this should be a word that you take for you until eternity. All I have to do is just be. Just be. Just be. Lord, I thank you for this moment. I thank you for this time, God. Please have your way as only you can. Have your way as only you can. This is not, ladies and gentlemen, just a corporate word to our house. And this is something that is not just a 2023 word of distinction. No, it's something that we need to carry out for the rest of our lives. Yeah. You are distinguished. As long as you are a follower and believer of Jesus Christ, you've been distinguished. Yeah. Who distinguishes you? God distinguishes you. That's who makes you set apart. God is the one that tells us who we are. God is the one that gives our identity because he is the father. However, you see many attacks against great men. And because if the father does not call out the identity, the, the child will always be confused. God, there is no confusion with God for he is not the offer of confusion. God tells us who we are and whom we are in his word. He leaves no, no stones unturned. He is, there is no gray area with God. It's black and white. And God lays out in scripture to us exactly who we are, exactly our identity as people of God, exactly who he's called us to be out in front of anybody else. Amen. You want to know why you will, all, some people will never, all, will never come in to be leaders? It's because they're still trying to be followers. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. 
That means that you are not called to follow. You are called, you're not in the sense that you're not called to be a follower of the world's system and deception and lust and all of that that is there. No, 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 no. You are called to stand out from that so that you can go back in it and be an agent of change. I was not called out of the world to be like them. I was called out of the world to be distinguished so I could tell them they can be like him. What I'm called, what we're called to do is tell people there is a better way of living. There is a better way of life than the life that you are experiencing right now. And Jesus has made that available to all that would believe. Jesus said that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I came that you may have life. Say life. Come on, say life. Life more abundantly. That's what he said. I came that you may have this life. That's why he says broad is the way. And broad is the gate. That, that leads to destruction. But narrow is the way. And narrow is the gate that leads to life. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a this is a road that is less traveled because people don't want people think that what the Satan has put up there in the temptations and the deception of this world is deceiving people to believe that this is what all life has to offer. Ladies and gentlemen, it is not until you come into your true identity as a believer in Christ where you realize the life that you were living before does not compare to the life that you now have in Christ. It is not until you find Jesus where things start making sense as to why that does not make sense of what's going on in the world. It is when you find Jesus where things seem unclear becomes clear in your life. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus, as Pastor Dom said, and I got questions, he is the answer to all things that pertains to life. It's not that, ladies and gentlemen, you will get a specific answer, but all answers still lead back to the Messiah. All answers still point back to Jesus all answers that you need as it pertains to your purpose who you are meant to be who you're called to be is found in him because it is in him where you find identity it is in him where you find true purpose it is in him ladies and gentlemen where you're able to now live a life not opposed from God not at with enmity with God but now having peace with God let your faith rise with Pastor Brandon's 21-Day Faith Declaration Journal, available now on Amazon. Receive inspiring scriptures and journal to grow your faith in God. Purchase it now on Amazon. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here in the scripture. And if you're going to be, and, and, and Paul is talking to the church of Ephesus, if, if you're going to be somebody who's going to be distinguished, well, let me put it this way. If you're gonna live, if you're gonna persist in this life of distinction, you gotta make a clean break from things of the old. Let me tell you something. You want to know why we still want to keep one foot in and one foot out on, on the other side? Is because you're not fully convinced of this truth. The reality is, is that you're not fully convinced. You think that what God has to offer is not the same as what the world has to offer. You are under the deception and the belief to think, ladies and gentlemen, that, hey, hallelujah, there's still stuff that is there that I think that if I give up, God is not going to be able to do or make up for. 
that plays how little you are convinced of how big this God is. God is not your, on your level. He is not on the same level of his creation. He is beyond his creation. His, his wisdom is, inf, is infinite. His, his power is, is, uh, is unmatched. His wisdom is unmatched. God told him very clear, there is no other God beside me. There was no God before me. There will not be no other after me. I am who I am. All the other gods are man-made. I was not man-made. I was in the very beginning. Hallelujah. Didn't nobody tell me who I was. I already knew who I was. And because I knew who I was and what I did, I created all of this. Hallelujah. Because I created the earth so it could mirror heaven. <laughs> so that people in the earth would know what heaven looks like. Let me tell you something. The pattern of the earth is followed after heaven, not vice versa. It is the deception, again, men and women being deceived is what gives up your birthright. Are you hearing what I'm saying? What I'm going to make it clear to you is this, is that it reminds me of a, of, of a story. Uh, I hate using a story. It reminds me of an account in scripture where Esau, Esau gave up his birthright over some food. And many people, because you are because you're you have these these cravings and this appetite. Oh, my goodness. Uh, you will give up something that's so precious because you don't put enough value on it. The reality of the matter is, is that Jesus is so precious that if you don't realize how precious you are, I mean, how precious he is to uh, to you, you will trade him for what the world has to offer because you don't you're not convinced and who this man is. If you're going to persist in this distinction, ladies and gentlemen, you have to understand that I got to make a clean break. I cannot play with sin. I cannot play with Satan. I have to leave. That means I have to divorce myself from people or things that will cause me to slip into temptation that will hinder me from knowing my God. I have to divorce myself. Say, you've got to make a divorce. The moment you decided to give Jesus your life is the moment you said, I'm filing a divorce with my partnership with hell. And now I'm crossing over and I'm marrying my, oh my God, marrying my savior. His name is Jesus. And the Bible says that he is married to the backslider. And that if any man be born in Christ, he's a new creation and all things are passed away. And behold, all things are made new. I might as well preach myself happy. I'm new in Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here. You got to make a clean break. While I say it's clean, it's messy. It's a messy divorce with hell. Why? Because Satan wants to continue to hold you. That's why some people realize when you first give your life to Christ, you be going through all of this stuff. Why? Because the enemy don't want to let you go out of his grip. You be trying to figure out, why am I going through this? I thought with Jesus, every no, 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 no. Let me tell you something. When you made a divorce, you got a, you got a petty ex-husband that wants to come after you, that wants to now sift you as wheat. Listen, let me tell you something. When you were with him, all things were good. But now that you are making a divorce, now all hell want to break loose in your life because he don't want you to let go. 
Look at somebody say, I'm coming out of here now. You can try to hold me, but the power of God and the blood of Jesus upon my life, you can't hold me now. Jesus, I praise you now. Ah, listen, I got to make a clean break. Say, make a clean break. Woo, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, let me tell you something. It don't matter. You got to realize that when you give your life to Christ, you should expect warfare to happen in your life. You should expect certain things to be tempered with because it's going. It's trying to test how faithful you are to your new marriage. How faithful you really are. I think she playing. I think he's playing. I don't think they're really serious about this faith walk. And so you got a lot of people want to slide in the DMs, want to slide around. You got all all of that stuff want to go on. People, things acting funny on your workplace. Things acting funny at your job. Things acting funny with your family. And then you're trying to figure out why is all of this going on. Ah, uh, but Pastor Brandon going to tell you what's going on. Is that the enemy's trying to sift you as we? But Jesus said, I pray that your faith will fail. Shia! Vernon, I might as well turn this place up now. Look at somebody say, I've been separated. You can't call me because I was bought with a price. And that was the price of the blood. Look at somebody, I got to get out of here. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm trying to tell you why you go through the things you go through. Because you got someone who wants to kill you now, now that you didn't got away. How do I know this? How do I know this? Uh, when Pharaoh finally said, you can let them go. They got all the way down to the Jordan, ladies and gentlemen. And Pharaoh and them made a decision to say, no, 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 we're going to get them back. Hallelujah. And let me tell you something. It's not easy unlearning all the things that you were under deception with. It's not easy trying to unlearn things that you have been born in. You were, um, excuse me, the scripture says, the psalmist said you were born in, oh my goodness, in sin. You were born, you were shaped in iniquity. We were shaped because of the fall of one man. You're hearing what I'm saying? You were born into this. And so what you have to do, put verse 17 up there. He's saying, listen, Paul said, you can't walk like the Gentiles walk. You can't, you can't do that. It, it don't work for you. You've been, you tried to do it. It don't work for you no more. It, it, it's not the same vibe anymore. We're not in the same. I don't feel the same. He said, with the Lord's authority, I say this, live no longer as the Gentiles do. They're hopelessly confused. Yeah. Why are you trying to stay confused? You don't have to be confused anymore. Go to verse 18 for us. Number one, I don't have the reason why I'm making a clean break because I'm not I'm not confused no more. I got a sound mind now. Listen, the reason why I'm trying to make a clean break is because that's full of darkness. Hallelujah. They trying to wonder from the from the life God gives because their minds are closed. Their hearts are hardening against him. Their, their, their hearts are like stone. Oh, my goodness. But I like this hymn that said, Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin had left a guilty stain, but he, crimson stain, but he washed us white as snow. 
The reality, ladies and gentlemen, is this, is that when you, before Christ, you were closed off to him, your mind was closed off. Guess what? Your heart was against him, ladies and gentlemen, and you wondered from the life that God is trying to give, and you have believers who are still trying to wonder from the life God is trying to give you. It's the distinguished life. I'm trying to distinguish you. I'm trying to show you another life than the one that you've experienced. You were in confusion. I'm trying to get you unconfused. You were wondering. You don't got to wonder no more. I'm laid it out in front of you. Jesus is telling us today, listen, I have it right in front of you. All you got to do is believe. Not just saving faith that brings you in the, in, in the salvation, but you have to believe. You have to believe that once I'm saved, that there is a life that's better. And I want to have the faith to go after that life and persist in that life. So I have to make a clean break. The second thing I got to do if I'm going to just be is if I want to just be, I got to make a clean break from all the old stuff. There's a there's a verse in Ecclesiastes I want to give you. Ecclesiastes 7 verse 10. Ecclesiastes 7 verse 10. I want to give you this because here's here's another thing that I've found about people. Here's the thing. This is what this is what Solomon said. He said, don't long for the good old days. This is not wise. You know, when I listen to people's testimonies, they, they puff up their old life before Christ. They talk about how good of a sinner they were and all this stuff like that. And the moment you get to them, all right, when you found Christ, it's like their whole demeanor changes. I'm like, well, there should be some joy here. But something in you, ladies and gentlemen, something in that individual is trying to glorify the good old days. Here's what people do. The reason why some of us don't want to persist in this life of distinction is because you're constantly trying to romanticize the past and you leave out the details of the hell you went through in between it. Oh, I remember this when it's happened, but you forgot what happened in that time. You try to romanticize. See, that was the problem with the, uh, 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 the children of Israel is that they wanted to romanticize Egypt. There was nothing romantic about getting beat up. There was nothing romantic about, uh, about being under uh, slavery. There was nothing romantic about that. Oh, then when they told Moses, like, why would your God bring us out in the wilderness? We would have been better off in Egypt. How? What? You would have been better off bound. You would have been better off chained up. You would have been better off not being free and able to do what you want to do now. No, 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 no. You got to stop trying to romanticize what wasn't good. Solomon says, this isn't wise. You know why some people's marriages don't last? Because they're trying to romanticize and play in the memories of old flings and old relationships and trying to bring that in here. It's not wise. Not, a, not only that, but it's also we try to romanticize the good things that happen. And that's great. But guess what? If you romanticize it too much, it, it's not wise either for you because you, will, you, you will put a limit on how far you think you can go. Even with stuff that's good that has happened in your life, it's not good to romanticize that too much because you'll put yourself at a cap. I heard somebody tell me this one time uh, who I used to go to school with in high school. They was like, man, I just miss high school. I said, what you miss about it? 
Because that's where people think high school was my best yesteryears. I said, I wanted to say something I really want to say. But I said, listen, I, I called him something else. But I said, listen, I'm like, listen, that don't make any sense. Because you're trying to make high school your cap. Don't you know you just begin in life? Huh? That don't make no sense. There are people that romanticize a certain period of time in their lives because they feel like that is the best that's going to happen. You have little faith. Oh, ye of little faith. There's so much more than that. There's so much more that God has in store. And you're trying to romanticize this. If you don't move past it, you'll never move forward. Trying to recreate the old relationships through somebody else. Trying to recreate uh, and then want God to recreate the same miracle that he did before in your life. God, don't do that. God says, behold, I make all things new. All the, let me tell you something. God is not married to a method. He decides to do what he's going to do when he's going to do it. Whew, okay, let me give you this. And then what you got to do is put off that old nature. Say, I got to take it off. If you're going to make a clean break, you got to take off those clothes that came with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to make a clean break first, and then you got to put off that old nature. That old nature, ladies and gentlemen, was caught up in its own gratif uh, gratification. It was caught up in its own pleasing itself and not wanting to care about anything else. It's a very cannabis, cannibalistic nature, ladies and gentlemen. As some animal does not worry about the, the danger that they're in to get their food, they don't care if it's there, they're going to get it, no matter at what cost it will be to themselves. And that's what sin does. When you're led by the, when you're led by your flesh, you will put yourself in certain in environments, you will put yourself in certain places that are not good for you. It's not good for you. You can't be in that environment anymore. Some people think that once they get their life to Christ, they can go back in the same environment that they got delivered from. And then they find themselves falling. Why? Because you can't do it anymore. You can't do that anymore. You know there's people you used to party with. You can't party with them no more. You can't stinky leg with them no more. You can't do it. You can't do it with them no more. I got to get around other people who are like-minded that I can do that with. Because they're going to do it in a holy way. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I have to make sure I take off that old nature. The way that you take off that old nature, ladies and gentlemen, is again, you got to divorce yourself from certain things you know that has been a hindrance to you. You got to strip away yourself from those temptations that come around to all of us. All of us. Let me tell you something. There are no temptation that is uncommon to man that God has not provided a way of escape. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. There's an escape path for all of us. You got to choose the escape. If you don't choose the escape, you're going to stay bound. You got to put it off. Take off that old way of thinking. Guess what? You, you, your, your way of thinking about certain things were off. You have to, you, you have to be renewed now. Let's go to uh, Romans 6, verse 12 through 14. Here it says, do not let sin what? Control the way you live. Do not give into sinful desires. Let's read verse 13 all together. Do not let
You see that? Amen. You see that there? Do not let your body become an instrument of evil to serve yourself. Sin is only serving you. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't, it's, you think it's serving you, but it's hurting you. Instead, give yourselves completely to God. For you were dead, but now you have new life. Now that you, that spirit man was dead, now it's alive now in Christ. Now it's now aware of what I was, what I've been doing against God is wrong. It wakes me up to know, like, listen, wow, this conviction is here to show me that, no, that's not the path God wants for me. This is the path God wants me to do. Wow, I thought, I didn't used to think that was wrong. But now I'm getting this thing called conviction, uh, 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 conviction, and now it's now I understand that is wrong. Now let me let's do let's do something else. You get what I'm saying? Conviction comes from the Holy Spirit. Condemnation comes from the devil. They're two different things. The devil will condemn you for your sin. Jesus convicts you of it to push you into uh, push you into uh, uh, life and moving by the Spirit. So that you will not, still, you will not be able. So you won't produce that again in your life. So you have to put off that old nature. That old nature is controlled by Satan. It's controlled by the system of this world. He's saying, take that type of mindset off. Take that off. You don't need that. And here's what he says. Here's what he says. And we're getting out here. He says, now if you put it off. And you're not serving your sin or, or, or anything like that. Here's what you do. Put on the new nature. New. That's created to be like who? Christ. Now, some people will try to run with that and be like, no, you're a God. No, you're not a God. No, you're created in the image of God. Here's the thing. Everybody say we're all God's children. No, we're not. We are, we, we are, if, if, if I say this to somebody when they tell me that if we're all God's children, then why evil exists in the world? See, when people don't answer that, it's because they want to put all the onus on God. I'm like, no, 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 no. Men has a choice. And if we are all God's children, we will live by God's standard, which we don't. Because we have to come into this saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. To say that we're all God's children would believe that would, would, would give the idea and, and, and give the, the, the notion that all people are saved and they're not. Yeah. Because if there really was, you would see less evil in the world. Wow. Wow. That means something is controlling this. Yeah. And, so, and something dark is controlling what's around. That's right. Here's what makes you God's child is now when you accept what Jesus has done through his death, burial, resurrection, and ascension... What you are acknowledging now is that when you take on this new life, this new life now awakens the image of God in you. Let me tell you something. Now, we were all created in the image of God, meaning that we were created with the the same uh, uh, opportunity of choice. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you can now produce the likeness of God through believing on his son. You could not do that before. Meaning that you could not live right if you wanted to. Oh, you want to know what everybody in the Old Testament shows you that no matter how faithful and noble they were, they still couldn't live up to the standard of God. Why? Because even with a want to, you can't do it without being born again. 
You can't live. Listen, I don't care what nobody tells me. You think you're a good person and all of that stuff. I hate to bust your bubble, but you're not good. I don't care how well you treat people and all of that is great. But without Jesus, your righteousness are as filthy rags. It means nothing. It means nothing. Because guess what? Your mind is still not regenerated. Because your mind is not regenerated to the point because you still believe it's something in you that makes you good. And because you think there's something in you that makes you good, you are evil. <laughs> the reality of the matter is, ladies and gentlemen, that people don't realize it or not, they need God. And God knows that we need him. But guess what God does? He gives everyone the choice. God did not create us as robots. That was never his intention. If you're going to really, if God wanted, if God created people, he wanted people that he was created that would choose him. That would choose to worship him. While all of us were created for the worship of God, he wanted us to choose to worship him. Never forcing anybody to do anything. God don't force nobody to do anything. It is their will and choice that makes them come into this. Are you hearing what I say? The reality of the matter is, is that you would not have wanted to be a robot, not, not being able to think for your own self, not being able to do what you want to do and all of that stuff like that. And so you glorify your ability to choose, but you don't glorify the God that gave you that ability. You talk about your right for this and your right for that. But guess what? That right came from a, per from a being that was beyond this place that gave you an ability to do even what you're doing now. <laughs> so as many people try to think they don't need God, they really do. It's the deception of this world and the deception of the darkness that wants to keep people blinded of this truth. But those of you who come into this truth, that's what Paul was telling the people of Ephesus. When you have learned of Christ, when you have learned of this revelation of what Jesus has came to do, you will not want to live as where you were because you understand where that was. He said it goes nowhere. Let me tell you something. If you take a hold of what we've been trying to preach and get across to you, I'm trying to tell you that will start separating you and positioning you in such a way and with your walk with God that things will start moving in the direction that it needs to go. Yeah. And guess what? Don't feel like you're not moving in the right direction because you're experiencing some chaos. Like I said, there's somebody that's lingering around that still does not want to frustrate the plans of God in your life. You think you're going to have it easy? No, it's not going to be easy because there's, there's, a, there's, there's, there's an ex that's trying to pull you back in. All right, I'm, clo I'm closing. Listen, Romans 13, 14. 
Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Brandon Hill, the senior pastor here at Transformation Christian Fellowship. And listen, I am so excited to announce a new message series coming in the month of February entitled Relationship Playbook. Yes, our relationships are meant to be distinguished as believers, uh, platonic, intimate, and also business. And we're going to talk about it all month long in February. Also, we got some awesome things where we're going to have singles night for the singles to talk on Tuesday nights. And then we're going to have a couples night. My wife and I will be on couples night. Listen, you do not want to miss what we're coming at, uh, what we're bringing to you in the month of February. Listen, I want you to be in person if you can. And those of you who are online, watch online, participate, see you in the chat. And also on them Tuesday nights, we about to have some real conversation about doing relationships. God has given us a playbook for it as believers. We just need to walk it out and see how it will bring glory to God when we do everything God's way. Listen, I can't wait to see you. And remember, transformation starts here. Instead, clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. And don't let yourself think about ways to indulge your evil desires. You have to understand how badly the heart is corrupted. It's very, the Bible says the heart is wicked and no man would know it. There are things that you can think in a day about concerning things like, ooh, I know that's not a thought of God. That's (laughs) That's why you have to be regenerated, renewed by the spirit of God. And you have to put on this new nature and wear it well. Let me give you another verse. And God gave gave me this. And I'm like, why would you give me Ephesians 6? I think it was very interesting. I didn't put it here. But it's not, I don't think it's in my notes or anything. I was supposed to put it here. But the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6, it says, put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the enemy. When I begin to look at that, it's about, again, spiritual warfare. You're going to put on the breastplate and all of this stuff like that. But what I realized that putting on the armor of God is putting on the nature of God. When you put on the armor of God, you're putting on the nature of God that will help you to stand. The reason why some people are not standing because you're wearing the wrong armor. The way people are not persisting is because you're not wearing the right armor. If I put on the nature of God, I won't indulge. If I put on the nature of God and keep it there, you feel me? I will not give in. Though it's hard because it's a wrestle with your flesh and a wrestle with your new nature. But if I can, can, if I can persist with this armor on, yeah, yeah. then I will stand against the wiles of the enemy. I will stand against it. And I'm telling you, in this year, you're going to have trouble that's going to come. There is no year that is exempt from trouble or certain things that are happening. It ain't no magical year. But what I'm going to tell you this is if you stand in that armor of God, you'll be able to stand. And when you stand in the armor of God, you're being. I don't have to try to be in the armor of God. It's on me. You just got to put it on. All you got to do is put on all of the tools and everything that God has given you. And if you pull it on, watch how your life will be distinguished. Watch how it be set apart. Watch how, watch how it would bring glory to God. Not trying to bring glory to yourself or how great you think you are. No, but bring glory to God. Why? Because I put on the armor of God. I put on that armor. I put on that nature of God. 
to help me make the decisions that are wise, that are not rushing to make decisions, that I'm not allowing my, my circumstances to, to, to make permanent decisions in something that's temporary. I'm not going to do that. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm going to be wise. I'm going to be wise. I'm going to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might because it's his nature of which I'm standing in that I can do that in. Hallelujah. You can stand in God. You can stand in that nature. God has given you this gift. All you got to do is receive it and walk in it. Walk in your distinction. Walk in who you've been called and separate to be and don't be ashamed of it. It's nothing to be ashamed of. You do that Jesus thing. Oh, yes, I do that Jesus thing. And you still confused? Still trying to find somebody to get love from? I understand. Did I read you like a book? I think I did. <laughs> People try to come against your lifestyle and what you do. But guess what? That's okay. I'm going to just keep living and loving on you. And you'll continue to understand that because I'm in this armor. I don't have nothing to be ashamed of. I have nothing to be ashamed of because I'm walking with God. Yeah, there are going to be people that think that what you're doing is irrelevant, thinking that it's not important. But guess what? It ain't, it's not your life. It's mine. And guess what? With it being my life, there's a life that God has for me that is greater than what this is here. And I understand my assignment in the earth. And I'm not trying to live under confusion anymore. I'm going to just be. You want to do what you're going to do this year? Just be. I don't want to hear no one saying, oh, I'm trying to do this, Pastor. No, you're going to be. You, you just, and, 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 no, you're just going to walk in it. You, it ain't about this. Oh, Pastor, I slipped up. Well, get up and walk some more. I don't care. Get up and walk. I don't want no, 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 no. No man left behind. You ain't staying stuck like that. No, 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 no. Remember what was said earlier in the year. Just be. I just got to be. I'm not, I'm not trying to earn God's love. He already loved me. He showed it on the cross. I, I'm not earning anything. I'm just, I, all I'm doing right now is just walking in who I've been called to be. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. And watch how God moves like never before in your life. You want to see the supernatural happen in your life? Just be. That's all a part of being in Christ. <laughs> That's all a part of being this new creation. Want to grow in your walk with Christ? Just be. Start. <laughs> How to start, Pastor? Well, just open your mouth. Say something to the Lord. He'll talk back. <laughs> how am I, well, I going to make these decisions? Ask God for wisdom. It's, that's a brand in this recession and all that stuff happened. I don't have the job and all that stuff. That's all right. Believe. How do I believe? Put in for the job and pray it as it goes through. <laughs> well, I might not be qualified. Who cares? God is the master of the universe. <laughs> I remember... I remember I'll, I'll tell his story. EP has a testimony. The job that he works now, he don't even have a degree in. He's a scientist. He has no degree in that in, in the field of where he is now in writing and, and doing all of that stuff and editing. He wasn't even qualified for the job that he put in for. Not qualified at all. But when he God told him to leave his other job and, and he didn't leave without having resources together. 
Just want to put that there. Because I don't want to hear nobody say, well, the Rev told me to leave the job and just go out there by fit. No, 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 no. Hold on. Give it a second. Slowly roll there, G. Nah. Because I'm going to be honest. Pastor Don told me, yeah, Pastor, I'm thinking about doing it. I said, are you sure about that? You making some good money where you are there. <laughs> you sure about that? I was like, he was getting paid every week. I'm like, dude, are you sure? You know, talk to God one more time. Just give him one more call. <laughs> I'm just being honest. But guess what? Faith tells you how to, when you have faith, see, faith is not ignorant. And I'll be trying to tell people, faith is not ignorant, and it does not, I don't move in faith off of being ignorant. No, I move in faith on being wise. It's wisdom. Having a nest of savings and all of that stuff stored up in, even in the between times. Right? But God blessed him when he put him to that position. He got the position where he is now. And it's way better, in a better environment, and a better place making more money than what he was making there. Hallelujah. And so. Why am I telling you this? It's because, listen, at the end of the day, all it takes, all, just a mustard seed of faith can move a mountain. Just, just a little bit. If you would just be convinced of this truth of who you are, you will, never, you will not continue to wrestle within yourself anymore. You don't have to do that. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Stay in your feet. We're finished. All you got to do is just believe. If you believe, you'll see the hand of God move. Now in this moment, I'm just going to ask you that between you and God in this moment and we're leaving, just between you and God, whatever you are expecting in this year, just, just release it to him in this moment. Just release it to him. Lord, whatever it is in this year, help me just to be. Help your people just be, Lord. Help them understand their calling. Help them understand their purpose. I pray away, oh God, any fear to live in their be. In the name of Jesus and who in their now, oh God. To live in who they're called to be. In the name of Jesus, God. Lord, I ask you in this moment, God, that you would have your way. And that, Lord, oh God, that we would make a clean break in the name of Jesus. Make a clean break of what tries to ensnare us. That we will not be ensnared by the yoke of bondage again. We don't have to be in the name of Jesus. That we can be free and that we can understand that, God, your freedom is more precious than being in the bondage of our own shame, condemnation, and sin. In Jesus' name. God, I thank you, oh God, for what you're going to do in your people's lives this year. I thank you, oh God, for what you're already doing now in the life of this church and in the life of your people. And Lord, I'm expecting, oh God, that by the end of this year, there will be countless of testimonies that will come forth through this place. How, God, you set them apart and how you, because you set them apart and your people were living Oh, God, for you, oh, God, the testimonies that will come out of their homes, the testimonies that will come out of their workplaces, the testimonies that will just come in their everyday lives, oh, God, of people that they've encountered. And so, God, we thank you, and we give your name praise today. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you're not saved, 
I give you the opportunity to know who Jesus is. Let me tell you something. I don't care what nobody will tell you, this religion thing or whatever like that. It's more than a religion. This is a, this is a, this is a relationship with Jesus. What Jesus offers among any other gods is a relationship to know who he is, the true and living God. The only way that man can be saved is through Jesus. And so he gives us this opportunity to know who he is so that we know who we are and what we've been meant to be and our true identity and our true calling. And so God, we, I, I'm just, I, I, all you have to do is believe today. Let me tell you something, eternity's real and you're gonna spend it one or two places. I don't care what people tell you, hell is not real, yes it is. And heaven's just as real as hell is too. But all people do not make it into heaven. You only make it there by one thing, believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. It is not your deeds that get you there. There are going to be many people that say in that day that, Lord, I did this in your name and I did this. And he will say to you, depart from me, you work of iniquity. I never knew you. Well, I thought he was all knowing. Yeah, he's all knowing. But there's an intimate relationship that he never took part in with you because you didn't take part in it with him. So he gives you that opportunity. You want to rededicate your life back to Christ? You can do that as well. It's available for you. It don't matter what you've done, you can come back to Jesus. If you want to partner with our church and, and become an official partner here at TCF and me be your pastor, I would love to serve you. It is my job, it is my it is my pleasure to, to, to lead and do life with you. It is my pleasure. But more than you becoming a partner here at TCF, I'm more concerned about you being joined in with Jesus. Because at the end of the day, that's what that's what makes me going to see you again. <laughs> so with every head bowed and every eye closed, those of you watching online, those of you who are in person, say this prayer after me, everyone in the room, so no one feels left out. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner and I'm in need of a savior. Today I'm making a clean break and I'm acknowledging you as my Lord, that you died on the cross, that you were buried that you rose again and you ascended to the right hand of the Father. And today, I want to make you the Lord over my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you said that prayer for the very first time, you can see me after service or come down to the front and we'll show you the way of salvation. Those of you watching online, you can text that number below. If you're glad about it, come on and give God a great praise that we're living in our distinction. Thanks for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. We hope that you would subscribe so you can continue to be empowered by the latest message. For more information about Transformation Christian Fellowship or Pastor Brandon Hill, visit our website, transformationchristianfellowship.org, or download our free mobile app on the App Store or Google Play Store. If you would like to support this ministry, simply text TCF1, to the number 94000 or visit our website. We thank you for your generosity and for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. And remember, transformation starts here.